We're hearing a lot about the SECURE Act 2.0. So what's in it that could affect your planning for retirement? The short answer is plenty. On today's show, we'll break down the Securing a Strong Retirement Bill, a.k.a. the SECURE Act 2.0. Uncover retirement concepts you need to know. How much income are you going to need for certain to make your life as fulfilling as possible? Understand the process and challenges of retirement planning. You really have to get it right the first time. A successful retirement doesn't happen by accident or luck. Look, everybody's plan is unique. Welcome in to Retire Smart Maryland Radio with Prashant Savapathy. Welcome, everybody, to Retire Smart Maryland Radio with Prashant Savapathy. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Prashant is the author of Fiscal Health, Retirement Wealth. He is an independent fiduciary. The name of his firm is Elite Income Advisors. You can check out his website at EliteIncomeAdvisors.com. And Prashant, hello. Welcome to the weekend. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. And, and much better that the weekend is here. That always seems to help. <laughs> always. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, we talked about it last time, but during football season and during fall, you know, as it as it gets into September and October, the weather isn't quite as, you know, hot and humid and miserable. Mm-hmm. So right. Nice to get outside and, and, you know, not be stuck in the house uh, like we have been, I guess, for the last 18 months. So. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. Get out and do some things and really enjoy it. My favorite part of the work that we do is getting to meet with our existing clients and kind of live vicariously through them in retirement. You know, we hear all the people that uh, are starting to travel again. You know, we took a year off from that pretty much. Mm -hmm. So getting to travel again and getting to hear the stories of people going out of the country again, it's, it's kind of refreshing and looking forward to doing some of that myself. But that's always my favorite part of the job is getting to hear what everyone's doing and, and kind of living through them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it is. It's, I bet you had a lot of, you have a lot of fun doing that. So yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. I don't know if I could describe this next, next, next thing you kind of referred to it before, um, secure act 2.0 and we'll put a disclaimer, nothing set in stone. Don't know if it's going to happen, not happen, but we're just preparing people just in case this does go through. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like like you said, there's go ahead. Yeah, no, it's a great point. And, you know, I guess when it comes to Washington DC, it's like, can we ever really predict anything? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. But um, Secure Act 2.0, you know, a, a lot of our clients are reaching out to us and asking more and more questions about these. I mean, there's so many different parts to this thing. And, you know, at this particular point in time, it's not exactly clear what will actually be in the final bill that gets passed. Um, and who knows if that's going to be by the end of this year or, or whenever it's going to be. But in this segment, I kind of wanted to take a look at some of the highlights. And so the the big one that comes to mind is the automatic enrollment into the retirement account. So the proposed legislation that's out there would actually start newer employees automatically at a 3% rate of contribution to their employer-sponsored retirement plans, in which those contributions would also increase by 1% each and every year up to a up to a certain maximum. And so 
you know, I think that's actually a really good idea. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of every single part of this bill, but mm-hmm. this one is going to force people to save. Now, everyone will have an opt out clause or, or be able to opt out of making those automatic contributions if you feel like you can't afford it or, or something like that. But most of our clients like to be savers. They are savers. And so um, automatically enrolling in saving into your employer sponsored retirement plans, it's been shown that automatic enrollment programs have been, uh, you know, able to help people dramatically increase the amount that they're able to save for retirement and really just gets you started going in the right direction. Yeah, of course. This is one of the good points of the Secure Act 2.0. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, and of course, if you if they need to, people maybe just starting out, they can opt out. So that is good as well. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Another one possibly good delaying the required minimum distributions as well. Yeah. So in the original Secure Act, which came out in 2019 is when that was passed, it actually delayed the required minimum distribution age from 70 and a half years old to 72. So uh, for those of you out there who have retirement accounts, things like your 401k, a TSP, maybe an, an IRA account, that's holding pre-tax money that you've never paid any taxes on. In fact, you've gotten to take a tax deduction, most likely, for making those contributions. Now, when you get to age 72 now, you're required to take a small percentage of that account out, but that percentage goes up each and every year. And so when you take that money out, because the IRS forces you to do so, you have to now pay taxes on that money. And so taking out your RMD could increase your tax liability. It could increase your total tax bill. It could also have a domino effect on things like your Social Security and your Medicare premiums. And so you have to consider all these things as you put together your income plan. But this SECURE Act 2.0 would actually further delay that uh, required minimum distribution age up until 75 years old as opposed to 72. And so, you know, there's some good and bad that goes with that, but we certainly want to make the the listening audience kind of aware of what's out there. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Uh, always to be better, be prepared than, than yeah. not. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. 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 So, and then the ways and means bill proposes an increase in RMDs with large accounts and high income earners. So- Hmm. Yeah. And this is one that I'm not a big fan of. Um, You know, if the individual who has a retirement account, if they have combined retirement accounts, things like traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, defined contribution uh, retirement accounts, things like pension uh, accounts that have a lump sum, maybe if those exceed $10 million at the end of the prior year, and you have a taxable income that is above a certain threshold, there would now be an increased RMD that would be a percentage of the aggregate amount above $10 million. So this really applies to folks that are in a really high net worth situation. But I think when it comes to your RMDs in general, you got to have that plan in place because of the domino effect that withdrawing from your retirement accounts could cause you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so whether you have two hundred fifty thousand dollars saved or you have ten million dollars saved, 
you need to have a plan in place because there is a tax liability that you potentially have to deal with in the future. So you need to put that income plan in place. You need to have a great understanding of RMDs. And if you don't, then you really need to start working with a retirement planner who knows what they're doing with regards to these different rules. Yeah, excellent advice. Definitely. Now, this is another good one. Good. (laughs) Catch-up contributions. Yeah. uh, Catch-up contributions are typically available for those um, who are over 50 years old, but the SECURE Act 2.0 would actually increase catch-up contributions for those uh, age 62 to 64 by allowing an additional $10,000 per year to be contributed to the 401k or the 403b plan um, or even your TSP. And that sum would also be adjusted for inflation. Now, Like you said, I think this is a really good thing because I think America right now has a saving problem where we're not saving the type of money that we need to to retire the way that we want to. Mm -hmm. And so by increasing some of these limits, it's going to allow the population to really take control of their retirement by being able to put away more money than we ever could before. And that's really going to help in creating that nest egg and creating that balanced and base of of retirement income that we want to have in the future. So increasing catch-up contributions, I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a good thing. Now, how does enhancing annuities, how does that going to work if it does? So this one, yeah, this one is really interesting, I think. So Secure Act 2.0, it's going to follow up on some prior legislation to make it even easier for retirement savings to be used to purchase Uh, things like qualified longevity annuity contracts. And that's sometimes called a QLAC. If you've ever heard that term before, Mm -hmm. it's maybe a financial industry term. I'm not sure how many people (laughs) heard that. (laughs) I have from doing the show, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that that qualified longevity annuity contract or QLAC can help ensure that you, the participant, will not outlive your retirement income. And that's because you're going to be able to potentially be able to get an income for the rest of your life using your retirement account, which I think can potentially be a pretty valuable benefit. Now, anytime you consider annuities, you have to look at the pros and cons of those. Um, In some cases, they're very simple. In some cases, they can get a little bit more complex. And so this show, you know, we always say it's not designed to give anybody uh, specific advice, but it is certainly something to keep our eye on as annuities uh, are starting to be used more and more in the retirement planning space these days. And so, you know, there's so much to consider as you get into considering the SECURE Act as a part of your overall retirement plan. And Mm -hmm. so if you're working with somebody, um, you need to have that income plan in place. You really need to have an analysis done of your tax situation. So what we're going to do on the show today is for the next 10 callers who call in right now, we're going to create a one-page financial review for you. It's going to help to indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. So what it's going to consist of is really taking some of the mystery out of financial planning for you by mapping out exactly where you are today. And inclusive in that process is we'll run a fee report for you to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you today and see if by simply protecting your retirement accounts, you could experience dramatic growth potential. 
as I said before, we'll look at a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly use tax efficient strategies to reduce the taxes owed on your retirement income in the future. And we'll run that customized income for life plan, which utilizes proven strategies and techniques, which could actually turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. So pick up the phone, give us a call. And as an added bonus, when you come in to visit with me and my team here at our brand new headquarters in Ellicott City, I'll give you a copy of my new book that just came out this year. It's completely complimentary. It's called Fiscal Health retirement wealth. It's your prescription for income generation, tax management, and financial peace of mind. Call Prashant at 800-653-8404, 800-653-8404. This is for retirees and pre-retirees, common sense planning and straight talk instead of financial double talk and a sales pitch. Again, that number, 800-653-8404, 800-653-8404. What's coming up next? You ever heard that term, if I only knew then what I know now? (laughs) That's something I feel like I hear all the time. And so when we come back, we'll go over some of the most common regrets when it comes to saving for retirement. Stick around. You are tuned to Retire Smart Maryland Radio with Prashant Savapathy. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka, and Prashant is the author of Fiscal Health, Retirement Wealth, and uh, Elite Income Advisors is his firm, brand new office in Ellicott City. That's exciting. It sure is. Yeah, it's a big, (laughs) beautiful new office, and uh, we got a lot more space. We're hiring some new people Uh and bringing on a couple other advisors and support people and um, specialists to help our clients out. And so uh, I'm really excited about the new office is right there in Ellicott City, right off of Route 100 uh, near the Victoria Gastro Pub and the expectation. So uh, plenty of places to eat around here, too. I kind of love that. <laughs> yeah. You have all these choices for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Maybe wow. too many choices. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Before the break, you're mentioning uh, about uh, making maybe some people have regrets or turning back time. I yeah. think it's that mm-hmm. share song, yeah. <laughs> if I could turn back time, <laughs> which I think I heard too many times Yeah, uh, on the radio back in the day. But um, hindsight's twenty twenty, and while you can't turn back the clock, you can avoid making some common mistakes that lead to regret when it comes to saving for retirement. We have some of the biggest things retirees wish they did differently. First on that list, of course, not saving enough money. We talked about that before. Yeah, and I think not saving money uh, often goes hand in hand, or not saving enough money, I should say, oftentimes goes hand in hand with not starting early enough. You know, I think the earlier you start, the better off you'll be. Even if you start a little late, though, for all the folks out there listening who think that they might be behind, if you do start a little bit late, you can still save enough to get you through retirement. But to me, I believe the key to the whole thing is making sure that you start as early as possible and then never stopping. Don't make sacrifices when it comes to your savings. I would rather sacrifice another part of my life uh, than the savings aspect of it, because the longer you can do it and the, the more consistent you are, the better off you're going to end up being in the end. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely want to do that. Sage advice. Um, and you mentioned this before, and uh, we talked about it, not making catch-up contributions. So Secure 2.0 is going to let you do a little bit more. So 
yeah, not doing it, it was uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a lot of people have regrets on that. I, I can't tell you the number of people I meet with who either didn't know that they were eligible to make a catch up contribution, or they didn't realize the value in it. Because they thought, oh, it's only, you know, 6500 bucks for the year. It's not that much. But I'll tell you what, 6500 bucks a year over a 10 or 15 year period of time with compounded interest can add up to be quite a bundle of money. So a catch up contribution, just as a reminder, is a provision that allows you to make an extra contribution to your retirement account if you're over the age of 50 years old. So the standard contribution limit in a 401k or TSP for the year 2021 is $19,500, which is a significant amount. Mm -hmm. But the catch-up clause actually allows you to put in an extra $6,500 for the year if you are age over 50 years old. And that is going to increase your overall contribution limit. And then for a Roth IRA, the standard contribution limit is $6,000, but you can actually add an extra $1,000 as a catch-up contribution. So catch-up contributions, they're most useful for those of you who feel like you maybe did not save enough for retirement while you were younger. But so many people don't actually know about this provision or take advantage of it. And so we want to get back to saving as much as possible. Catch-up contributions are a great way to work towards that objective. Mm -hmm. All right. Good to know. Definitely good to know. And not diversifying their method of saving money. You don't want to just save in one way. Right. Yeah. And it, it, that's a that's an excellent point, because we hear so much about diversification all the time. And most of the time, when we think of diversification, we're thinking of it with regards to our investments. You know, what percentage of stocks and bonds and real estate do I want to have in my portfolio? But I think we don't oftentimes think enough about diversifying our taxes. And what I mean by that is if you put all your money into a 401k, it's all pre-tax, which means that every dollar that you take out in retirement is fully taxable. And so by diversifying where you save your money, what types of accounts you save your money, you could actually uh, mitigate your future tax liability. So one example is to use a Roth IRA. Uh, If we have a Roth IRA, we're going to be able to make after-tax contributions to that account. But as long as you meet the qualifiers, meaning you've had the account for five years and that you're over 59 and a half years old, all of that account now becomes income tax-free on your withdrawals. And so that's how we diversify our tax markets. And, you know, it's not so much that any one is better than the other because they all have their own pros and cons. But just like with your investments, how you want to typically stay diversified, I believe you have to be diversified with your contributions, with your tax markets. It just gives you more flexibility in retirement. And I'll tell you what, more flexibility means less stress. And and a retirement that has less stress is the retirement that I would want to have if I was in that position. Almost definitely. Definitely. Don't want to stress out later on. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and retiring sooner rather than later is another one. Yeah. So, you know, I think I read a statistic that somewhere around 51% of Americans actually retire between the ages of 61 uh, through 65. But the average retirement age can vary by state because of so many different factors out there. The biggest one, I think, is cost of living adjustment. Being in Maryland, 
with the healthcare system around here. Um, of course, tax rates here seem to be higher. I mean, mm-hmm. I have so many clients that just uh, retire from their federal government job or their defense contracting job or, or, you know, whatever it is in Maryland, which is a great place to earn an income. But then they just shoot across the Bay Bridge and go right into Delaware, you know, just for the the uh, cost of living adjustments, uh, cost of living being lower, I should say, taxes uh-huh. being generally lower. And so, you know, while a few years may not seem like they make a difference, the fact is, uh, those few years can provide a little extra financial security. So, I mean, if you retired at 65 instead of 62, that could really go a long way in helping you avoid uh, running out of money and having to, you know, go back to work, which is certainly what we do not want to uh, have as we get closer to retirement. So don't make, uh, don't be regretful, I think, of retiring too soon. And the the way you get around this is by making sure that you have a financial plan that works. Okay, if you're working with with an advisor and they've done your income plan, that income plan should show that you're able to retire according to your target. And if you don't have that income plan in place or if your income plan doesn't show that, then that's kind of a red flag out there that maybe you should work an extra year or two to get to a position of security. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You talk about having that plan, and it is so imperative to have that. Um, Also, too, speaking of plans, not having a plan for what they want to do during retirement. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how many times? I feel like I hear it at least once a week where we have someone who's newly retired comes in to visit with us for their regularly scheduled review, and it's like, what have you been doing in retirement the last couple months? And they're like, I have way too much time. I don't even know what I'm going to do. And so, right. um, you know, some retirees, they exit the workforce and kind of just wind up sitting on their hands because they didn't actually plan for how they wanted to spend their retirement in the most fulfilling way possible. I actually talk about this in my book. And, you know, retirement is not all about the money. It's, a, it's I think, more so about what you want your life to look like. And and when you're 90 years old or 85 years old, can you look back over the last 15 or 20 years and say, I lived the most fulfilling life possible. And I think just as much as you have to plan for the financial side of things, you have to plan for that uh, fun side of things of what you're actually going to want to do in retirement to make your life as, as fulfilling as possible. Yeah. And you want no regrets that that's the most important. Yes. Yeah. So there is a takeaway from all of this, isn't there? Yeah. You know, looking at all these regrets that people have, it may seem like there's so many different things to consider when it comes to saving for retirement. But one resounding piece of advice that really stands the test of time is to start as early as possible. We talked about that. Um, Even if you aren't putting away, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars per month, I think starting Uh, somewhere is truly the hardest part of the entire process. And so once you get started, what I found is that after you get started, it's really kind of like an infectious feeling. You know, you, you start saving money, you start seeing your money grow, and it just makes you want to continue to do more and more. And so if you don't have an advisor that's guiding you through that process, it's your opportunity to give us a call. You know, we're going to take the first 10 callers and we're going to custom design for you an easy to understand financial review 
that will indicate whether or not you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. There's absolutely no obligation or cost to any of the callers who call in. You can schedule a time to visit with me and my team at Elite Income Advisors, and we'll help you run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current advisor. We'll go through the tax analysis, uh, and then we'll create that lifetime income plan that's completely custom tailored for you where we're going to use those proven strategies to help to increase your retirement income and reduce your taxes in short it's going to help you take the guesswork out of financial planning so pick up the phone give us a call there's a limited amount of spots this week but we have our operators standing by ready to get you on our schedule. 800-653-8404, 800-653-8404. Pick up the phone and call Prashant. He's an advisor you could trust. He's there by your side. He's listening to your concerns and plans for your future. Let him put together a lifetime customizable retirement plan for you. Again, that number is 800-653-8404, 800-653-8404. What's coming up next, Prashant? You know, the market, it continues to be volatile, and now it's more important than ever to make sure that your retirement nest egg is protected. So when we come back, we'll go through three steps to take right now to make sure that you are protected against the market. Hope you are enjoying your weekend. Thanks for spending some of it with us. You're tuned to Retire Smart Maryland Radio with Prashant Sabapathy. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opega, and Prashant is author of Fiscal Health, Retirement Wealth. He is an independent fiduciary. We stress this from time to time, um, why it is so important. Fiduciary's got your best interests in mind, not a company, not a firm, not pushing some product, and there is no cookie-cutter approach. He is there for you and, and listening to what your concerns and plans are for your future because everybody's different. Yeah, and that's, I think, why it's so important to have a custom-tailored approach to retirement planning. Uh, you know, you might be talking it over with your colleagues or your friends or your family, brother-in-law, whatever it might be. There's so much information out there and everybody has an opinion. The, the key is that everybody's not giving you advice that's in your best interest with all of your situation being considered. So that's really the advantage of meeting with an independent advisor that's a fiduciary is getting a plan that is really custom tailored for your situation as opposed to someone else's situation. Now more than ever, it's definitely important. Yeah, without, to have without that. a doubt. Before the break, you're mentioning about the, the market being volatile. And if you are in your late 50s, early 60s, you might look back at the steps you take now to protect your retirement portfolio as some of the best moves you've ever made. So we're going to take a look at some of those steps you could take to make sure the transition into retirement is smooth. Yep, without a doubt. And so the three steps. So step number one, one, if you've read my book or if you've listened to us on the radio or watched my television program, you'll hear me talk all the time about the importance of having income in retirement. Okay. And so the key, I believe, is to start to begin creating the income that you'll need in retirement right now. Okay. So start creating that income right now. Use some of your growth portfolio to potentially set up a safe, kind of stable income producing foundation for your portfolio. Now, you might already have a pension, maybe social security, 
uh, in coordination with that pension is a good base of income for you. But if that is not enough income to cover your basic needs on a monthly basis, you may start looking at other options within your retirement nest egg. So what you typically get from Social Security alone is oftentimes not going to be enough. You know, Social Security simply just doesn't pay us out enough to live on on a monthly basis. I mean, I think the maximum Social Security these days is, you know, upwards of $3,000. But at the end of the day, I mean, $3,000 doesn't cover your house payment and your utilities and your food and your you know, gas and electric, it just feels like that's not quite enough these days. Yeah. And, and it was never meant to cover everything either. So yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. And so now is a great time to kind of look at your portfolio a little bit more in depth and ask yourself, do I need to be 100% into a growth type of portfolio? Or do I want to shift some of that into more of an income position. And by doing that, not only will you reduce your portfolio's risk, but the income that you're going to have in retirement will be that much more powerful if you start right now and not at the last minute. Kind of goes back to what we were saying about saving and starting early. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for your income in retirement. You got to start early creating that income and uh, make sure you do that with somebody who can custom tailor a plan for you. Yeah, it is so important. And step number two, managing the balance of your growth portfolio for protected growth. Yeah, I mean, I think the old adage that you don't want to have all your eggs in any one basket is incredibly prudent. You know, I think there's a reason that that's a cliche is probably because it's true. So um, even if you do use part of your portfolio to start to create income, you do want to still have some of that portfolio that is geared towards some type of growth. Now, there's a big difference between a growth portfolio for someone who's 30 years old, okay, and then the person that is only five to 10 years away from retirement. So for a 30-year-old, if you experience a larger loss, it's upsetting. I mean, no one likes to lose money, but we have so much time ahead of us to kind of recover and keep buying into the market. But if you're in the if you're in like your late 50s or early 60s, you just simply don't have time on your side to let the market go down and then recover over a five to seven year period of time. I mean, if the market went down significantly, you have to ask yourself, how much am I comfortable losing if we went through a catastrophic market event? Like, Teresa, I'm sure you remember. I mean, I remember 2008, right? Oh, sure. That was devastating. I'm sure we all remember somebody who uh, maybe retired in 2008 and then immediately had to go back to work because they felt like they lost too much money Mm -hmm. or the people who were planning to retire and didn't retire and had to put their retirement off by three to five years to let their stuff recover. You simply just don't want to be in that position. I always say you have to retire on your terms not the market's term. So now is the time to really manage that portfolio first uh, with the perspective of protection first and then for growth. And, uh, you know, ironically, you may experience some of the best returns of your life by protecting your assets and not having to wait forever for those things to recover. So not having to dig your portfolio out of those huge holes like we saw in 2008 or all the way back to 2001 and two can do wonders for your overall retirement plan. Mm, And that's a good thing, definitely. Without a doubt. (laughs) And that last step, drawing a line in the sand. 
Yeah, so you can decide right now what the maximum amount of your retirement assets that you're willing to lose if the markets continue downward. This is a question that I ask every single person that visits with me. Like if you have a million dollars or you have half a million dollars saved for retirement, you're always going to hear me ask you, what is the maximum amount of money you could lose before it made you feel uncomfortable? And you get to decide that number. That's a that's a personal thing to you. And what we need to do is make sure that your portfolio operates within your tolerance for taking risk. Now, let me be clear. I'm not big on trying to time the market. And this is not timing the market mm-hmm. because I believe no one can really time the market, right? And so this is simply what I would call taking responsibility for your own future and not relying on the opinion of the next you know, talking head or, or whatever that you see on TV. So decide right now how much more of your portfolio you're willing to risk and whether that number is 5% or 10% or 20 or 30%, write that number down. And if your portfolio goes down uh, that amount, then you have to have the confidence to know that it's not going to do any worse or it's not going to uh, kind of operate outside of your comfort zone. Okay, so you will really want to, I believe, protect what you've worked 30 or 40 or 50 years to accumulate. And you're far better off to risk missing out on the next 5% up than participating in the next 40% down. And really working with an independent advisor can really help you make sure that you continue to be on the right track as you head into retirement. Yeah, it def- it definitely is. I mean, you hear so many people think, oh, I got to pull everything out right now. It's getting scary. You hear everything on the news, but you don't jump to conclusions and you don't panic. You need that plan and you need to work with that fiduciary. It is so important, especially now It's because so many things are coming at us on a daily basis. You just don't know. Yeah, it, you're exactly right. And I think the greatest example of this was during the start of COVID-19 in February and March of last, uh, you know, of mm-hmm. last year in 2020, we saw the market go down really quickly. And that was a really scary thing to go through. If you were anxious or scared during that time, what you were feeling is a completely natural, reasonable reaction to markets going down. But People oftentimes ask me, oh, Prashant, you must have been so busy during that time. Your clients must have been calling you scared like crazy. And I said, actually, you know what? My phone didn't actually ring that much. And the reason is our clients have a plan in place. And so while we hope that the market won't ever go down by 30%, when it does, you have a plan that you can refer back to and say, okay, we already planned for this. If this happens, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to make sure that I'm protected. And so, yeah, I had a couple phone calls where just people saying, hey, can you just talk me through this again and make sure that we're in good standing? But for all of the majority of our clients, you know, 95% of them didn't really call us or anything because they could just refer back to their plan. And that's what gave them the confidence to really weather the storm during that. And look at what happened. We got a great recovery and we were able to hang in there and make the right decisions. And so, If that's the type of confidence that you need as you head into retirement, you need to pick up the phone and give us a call. So for the next 10 people who call us, we're going to offer that complimentary financial review of your entire financial and retirement plan. Now, 
when people come in to visit with me, what I've found typically is that most people don't actually have a true understanding of really three basic things. Number one, they don't actually know how much they're paying in fees. Uh, which I think is such an important part of the process. Number two, they don't know how much unnecessary risk they're actually taking with their nest egg. And number three, they don't understand the tax implications of their retirement savings. So my team and I will sit down with you and we'll help you understand each and every one of those issues. Now, many of our radio listeners who go through our process, they do actually end up becoming our clients. But Others really don't because this process isn't designed to turn every single listener into a client. It's really just an extension of the education that we try to offer on the show every single week. But we cannot give specific advice for your unique situation on the radio. So this is your opportunity to give us a call and have some of your specific questions answered. And we may even answer questions that you didn't even know needed to be asked. So pick up the phone, give us a call. We have our operators standing by to take the first 10 callers and get you on our schedule in Ellicott City to sit down and review your retirement situation. And that first step is to sit down with a financial advisor, get that plan in place. Something we're talking about resonates with you, whether it is tax planning, Social Security, health care, or just that overall big picture. Give Prashant a call, 800-653-8404, 800-653-8404. If you feel the need to just get that second opinion or you want to make sure that your plan is really aligned with your goals, call Prashant and take the stress out of planning for your future. Again, that number. Number. It's 800-653-8404, 800-653-8404. One more segment left. What's coming up? So when we come back, we'll highlight some of the most frequently asked questions from this past week. Welcome back to Retire Smart Maryland Radio with Prashant Sabapathy. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. And Prashant is author of Fiscal Health Retirement Wealth. Name of his firm is Elite Income Advisors. You can check out his website, EliteIncomeAdvisors.com. Before we were talking about how COVID, when it first started up, how people called in. You know, most people didn't call in, but a few did just to make sure. They want to make sure everything was set in place because they had a plan. They just wanted to go over everything. I was going to call you a financial therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll take it. And... um... (laughs) Ultimately, that's what we're here for is to help people make good decisions, Mm -hmm. right? And and sometimes that's just sitting down and talking it out, very similar to uh, what you would do in a a therapy type of situation. So, look, I I think there's a tremendous amount of comfort in being able to lean on somebody when things get tough mm-hmm. and having a professional to just even bounce ideas off of. Even if you don't make any changes, it's oftentimes a great opportunity to just sit down and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Is this a good idea or not? And, you know, if, if we can give that service out to the listening audience, then ultimately we've done our job here. Yeah, good. So some listeners have actually written in. Thank you so much. We've got Maddie first from Cooksville. says, my company offers a 401k and a Roth 401k. Currently, I contribute 6% to my 401k and 8% to my Roth 401k. Is this a good long-term strategy? 
and I want to contribute all to my Roth 401k starting in 2022. Is that a better strategy? Also, can I take out my principal if needed from my Roth 401k since it's after tax dollars? I got a couple questions there. Yeah, loaded questions there. <laughs> so, uh, look, we just talked about diversification and diversifying the tax markets and, and where you save money. So contributing to both the 401k and the Roth 401k gives you a little bit of a diversification with your taxes there, Maddie. Now, I think that's a really good idea. Now, in terms of is it the best long-term strategy for you, it's really difficult to say without really evaluating the rest of your financial situation. Because remember, we can't give cookie cutter advice because what may be best for you may not be the best for the next uh, caller into the show. But when you consider contributing all of your money into the Roth 401k starting next year, um, the one thing that will do for you is create a, a significant amount of potentially tax-free income in your retirement. Now, the downside to that is that you have to put in after-tax money, which means you may pay taxes or you will pay taxes on the contributions today. Those are not tax deductible. So it just kind of depends on what you want to accomplish, how much you have saved in different buckets, and what is your tax liability going to be when you retire? So you really need to have that plan in place to make a determination of whether or not your strategy is truly the best long-term strategy for your retirement plan. All right. And we've got Stuart now and Glenn Elg. He says, I have a little over 50000 to invest. I'm 62 and want to retire in three years. Investing in a CD used to be a good idea. Now I'm not so sure. Are there any low-risk things I could put the money into and at least make something more than the bank? Right. I don't need the money anytime soon. <laughs> it's not it's not 1982. Anymore, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I was I was talking to a client uh, who told me that they have like half a million dollars in the bank and it earned something like 10 bucks for the year or something like wow. that. And I was like, that's unbelievable. So, um, look, I can appreciate wanting to have something that's extremely low in risk. And I think the biggest thing to look at when you emphasize low risk is how much risk is truly low risk, right? So if you had $50,000 to remember the question to ask, if you had $50,000 to invest, what is the maximum amount of loss that you would be willing to take? So what does low risk mean to you? And I think that's a great place to start. Now, are there quote unquote, low risk things that you can put your money into to make something better than the bank? I think the answer to that question is yes. Uh, potentially, yes. But how much risk are we going to have to take to get there? Now, it is good that you don't need the money anytime soon, because anytime we have a longer term time horizon, that gives us an increased probability of success. But with that being said, it does come back to how much risk are you willing to take? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but there's got to be something better than a CD. I mean, that's, <laughs> no, or right. a savings account might be worse than the CD. But yeah, 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 wow. All right. So up now we've got George in Pikesville. I turned 72 in July. I know I have to start taking my RMDs, and I'm currently in the 12% tax bracket and I have 125000 in my IRA. Can I do a Roth conversion to lower the amount of the RMD and still maintain the same tax rate? My income is just over 70000 annually. So Roth conversions 
do count as taxable income in the year that you make the conversion, um, but it's only added on top of your current income. So in theory, you could ask your accountant how far you have in that 12% tax bracket. And as long as you don't exceed the the limit of the bracket, you could very well stay in the same tax bracket that you're in. But it's important to get with your tax preparer, tax professional, and find out how much you can convert. Because the risk is that if you convert too much, it will all count as income. And if that pushes you into the next tax bracket, then we have a really big jump between the 12% tax bracket and the next tax bracket out there. So you run the risk of paying a lot more in taxes. But if it's done properly, it's a great strategy to reduce your RMD obligation in the future. Okay. All right. Great question. And we've got Hannah now in Towson. She says, I recently divorced and retired at 67. I, my ex-husband rather, previously handled our finances. In the split, I wound up with just under 250000 in an IRA and 127000 that's in an indexed annuity. And that's about all I know. What kind of an advisor should I find to help me into retirement? And how do I know I can trust them? So I think you have to work with a fiduciary here, Hannah. Um, a fiduciary is someone who is legally obligated to give you advice that's in your best interest when it comes to your investment portfolio. And trust is the type of thing where I think you just have to do your homework. You know, there's a great tool out there called uh, the FINRA broker check. It pretty much allows you to look up any financial professional uh, in the industry. And so, for example, go look me up in there. You know, I always invite people to go look up me and the the people that we have in our firm that help our clients. Uh, we've never had a, a complaint. Uh, and so uh, you really want to be able to look at what's out there uh, in terms of the public information of the people that you're going to be working with. I think a great place to start would be to really look those things up and then go interview them, you know, go sit down with them for an hour and see if you get a good feeling from them. I think so much of this has to do with your gut feeling. And uh, if you have good intuition, then just trust your gut. If you get a good feeling and the advice you're getting makes sense logically to you, then it could be a very good fit. And that's why when we do our consultations with all the radio listeners, we intentionally make them complimentary. You know, we used to charge for these things, but I, I believe that everybody deserves the right to get good advice. And so we make it complimentary for you to come in and visit with us. That way you can determine whether or not we're a good fit for you just as much as we'll determine whether or not you're a good fit for us. And, and oftentimes if it is a good fit, we'll end up working together. And then we've got Ross, last question. Why does a bond lose value due to government interest rate increases in advancing market conditions? Oh man, this is taking me back to my uh, to my actual <laughs> finance and economics days. So this is a really technical question. I, I I love stuff like this. So a bond really is is just a loan, right? So if I take a thousand dollar bond at a three percent rate of interest over ten years, it simply means that by buying that bond, I'm going to earn thirty dollars a year every year for ten years, and then at the end of the ten years, I'm going to get that thousand dollars back. But why does it lose value due to government interest rates? What happens if interest rates go up? And now I can buy that same $1,000 bond for 4%, right? In order to make the 3% more valuable, 
you know, the, the value of it has to come down because I can just go into the open market and buy the same exact bond for 4%. So it devalues the existing bond at the lower rate as rates go up. That's why we typically see bond portfolios lose value as interest rates start to rise. So that's a good question there, Ross, very kind of technical, but it is important to understand that's the simplest answer I can give. And so if you if you're a listener out there listening to to the show today and you can relate to anything that we talked about whether it's income planning the secure act you know not having regrets as you head into retirement you got to give us a call because it all boils down to the fact that all of these pieces in your financial puzzle they need to fit together so give us a call right now and set up that initial no cost no obligation visit with us and we'll talk through all of the different puzzle pieces that you need to consider for instance At what age should you start taking your Social Security benefit and how does that fit into your overall picture? Um, How much risk are you taking in your portfolio and is that amount of risk appropriate for your age and for the amount of return that you're actually getting? And then, of course, do you have an income plan in place to be sure that you aren't in danger of running out of money if you end up living 30 or more years in retirement? So obviously, there's a lot that we need to discuss there. And we found that most people just haven't planned thoroughly enough to address all of these issues. So if you've been managing your retirement plan by yourself, and now you're realizing that there are a lot of these issues that you haven't addressed, give us a call, pick up the phone, uh, give us a shout, get on our calendar in the next two weeks here. It'll be our last opportunity for today's show to get going on this. And so do not procrastinate. Don't let your retirement plan pass you by. 800-653-8404, 800-653-8404. You've got nothing to lose. Last time today, get in now. Don't delay. 800-653-8404, 800-653-8404. This hour always moves by so fast. Looking forward to next weekend already. Absolutely. Always a great conversation. I'm sure we'll have uh, more great topics next week. And then, of course, my favorite part, getting the listener question. So always looking forward to that. Hope everyone has a great weekend and uh, we'll do it all again next time. Absolutely. We'll see you all right back here next weekend for another edition of Retire Smart Maryland Radio with Prashant Samapathy. Guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. If you withdraw money from or surrender your contract within a certain period of time after investing, the insurance company may assess a surrender charge. Withdrawals may be subject to tax penalties and income taxes. Persons selling annuities and other insurance products receive compensation for these transactions. Products are subject to fees and additional expenses. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up to date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies discussed. Investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. Elite Income Advisors Incorporated is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Maryland and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by security regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. 